welcome to our Victory Outreach Chino podcast. We pray you are blessed, encouraged, and challenged with this message. As you remain standing, I want you to take your Bibles, turn to the book of 2 Timothy, chapter 2. A couple weeks ago, I, I, I started a message on finishing strong. And today we're going to be talking about finishing strong again, part two. A little bit of review, and then we're going to get right into the next part, which is about sowing and having good soil. Sowing and having good soil. That's going to be the main emphasis this morning. So 2 Timothy chapter 2, and um, during this, when I spoke last time, I talked about the relationship that Paul had with Timothy, how we need more Pauls, and we need more Timothys to learn from Pauls. We need to be able to I, I told you the last time I spoke, I said I was a Timothy for many of my beginning years. Now I'm more of a Paul than I am a Timothy, even though you never stop that posture of learning, never stop learning from your leaders. And so that's what I continue to do as well. So it's a relationship. They had a beautiful relationship. Here it says here in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1, You therefore, my son, be strong, say be strong, in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these things to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Commit these things to faithful men to be able to teach others also. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for the word you give me. I pray you use me as your vessel today on this last Sunday of the year. I pray that we will finish strong today and enter into the new year stronger. We give you all the glory and all the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Tell the person next to you, we're going to finish strong. You may be seated. I like the way Paul refers to Timothy as his son, son in the faith. And we believe in spiritual, having spiritual children as a father, spiritual father to many young people that God used me to reach. Now a lot of them are adults, have their own families. And the, all the people that my dad has been used to reach, I would say in the millions you look at television, you, all the different media that we have. We've touched millions of people throughout the years. 56 years and still marching strong. Come on, clap your hands for that. Still taking nations for the glory of God. But I love how he refers to him as my son. See, life is better when you have relationships that would encourage you toward success. To be stronger, to be better. Relationships that will encourage you to fulfill your potential and endure through difficult times. There's been times where I had to lean upon my father for strength. There's been times I had to lean upon even Nikki Cruz. Nikki Cruz is, if you get to know Nikki, he's, he's very funny, but he has a lot of compassion. And he, at times he would give me a call out of the blue and just say, I want to encourage you, son, Sonny. I want to encourage you. I know you've been going through hardship, but I want to encourage you. People like Philip LaCruz Sr., he would take me out to lunch every so often. And one of his first words he would say when he would call me, he says, are you taking the city or is the city taking you? And I go, oh, the city's taking me. <laughs> Let's have lunch. But there's been difficult times over the years. But when you have relationship with people that are strong in the faith, and then they're able to be there to encourage you. And then there's sometimes they're not there for you. And God allows that because he wants you to go to him first. To encourage yourself in the Lord, in his strength, in his might, and not depending on people. 
And there's times where you're going to feel that. You're going to feel like, hey, I don't have any friends. And sometimes you feel like you're alone. You're never alone because Jesus says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'm with you to the end. God is for you. He's not against you. See, the importance of being strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, it's very important that we're strong in his grace, not in our own might, not in our own willpower, but in the power of his might, that we understand that we have to be strong in him, his grace. See, Paul also tells the Ephesian church to be strong because of the warfare involved in their lives. In the Ephesian church, it says here, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power, two key words, strong in power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of this dark, darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. When it's all said and done, we got to keep on standing, keep on going forward, keep on putting on the full armor of God, that helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, uh, the shield of faith, making sure that your feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, making sure that you also have the, the, uh, what else? the sword of the spirit. Right, I missed one? Belt of truth, there you go. It all ties it all together. The belt of truth, which is the word of God. we got to make sure we're armored up. We're living in an evil day. The world's not getting any better. You know, the, all the political chaos that's going on in our nation, all the wars in the different nations that we see, Ukraine and also the Middle East, the Jerusalem or Israel in war. And there's a lot of our soldiers on the front lines out there. We've got to keep that in prayer too. We have to weapon up. We got to weapon. It's not a physical warfare. It's a spiritual warfare. And when you understand that, you're able to stand in faith and able to stand knowing that God is with me. I have his power. I have his might on my side. His strength is on, in my life. We fight against the unseen forces. We fight this fight in faith with determination and passion. Sometimes people lay down their armor and they're no longer in, 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 the, in, the, in war. It's wartime, Christians. And not just for the pastors, not just for the ministers, but every single one of us have to understand we are facing an unseen force. And we got to be aware of that. we got to discern the times. We are in the last days, and things are not going to get any better in this world. But we are in this world, but we're not of this world. We have weaponry. We can fight against the darkness. We can push back the darkness. We don't have to let the devil uh, intimidate us, put fear in our lives. See, we do not fight with no end in mind. Victory we have in Jesus. Already, we already obtained the victory because he won the victory on that cross and when he rose again. We are victorious through Christ. So Ephesians 6.10, that key scripture says, Finally, my brethren, be strong. Say, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. I want to break down this, these two words, strong. What type of strong are we talking about? And dunameo, that's the, that's the Greek word for it. It describes a power whose purpose is to infuse the believer with an excessive dose of inward strength. How many of you like to get excessive doses when you're in the world? 
How many of you, instead of getting high on that, get high on Jesus? And if you look at the historical study of that word, the Greek classical periods, they denote special individuals like Hercules. Hercules. And who had been handpicked by the gods and supernaturally invested with superhuman strength in order to accomplish a superhuman task. So we have superhuman strength that some of us haven't tapped into for a while. We have strength that comes from above. We have the strength of the Holy Spirit residing within us. We have the dunamis power to go along with that. Now the word power in this verse, it's the word kratos. It's a demonstrative, eruptive, and tangible power. It is a real power. God used the same kratos power to raise Jesus from the dead. This is the same power we have working inside of us today. You have the power of the Holy Spirit inside of you. If you receive Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have power within you. Then you got baptized with the Holy Ghost, speaking in other tongues. and You got baptized with the fire. We can't let the fire be quenched. We got to keep that fire burning. We want to end this year stronger, and we want to go into the new year stronger. So this power is so overwhelming that the Roman soldiers fell to their face. It was so powerful, so eruptive, that they fell down. And if we were living in that time, we probably would have felt the ground shake as well. But it was shook so, so much that they, had, they fell prostrate and they were paralyzed for a while until Jesus fully resurrected and the tomb was removed and he rose again. And thank God that he rose again because we would have no hope if he didn't. And that power, that power was so overpowering and irresistible. So that day, a long, long time ago, the flooding, the flood of the grave that Jesus' dead body lay. This conquering power permeated every dead cell and fire of his, uh, fiber of his body with divine life until it was impossible for death to hold him any longer. We have that power in us. We can't let the enemy intimidate us and tell us we're weak. No, we're strong in his grace. And we have the Kratos power to destroy the works of darkness. We can push back that lies, the lies of the enemy and pull down those lies and begin to have that shield of faith to, to, to quench the darts of the enemy. Paul also uses the example of the soldier and the athlete as we continue to read here in 2 Timothy 2, verse 3 to 7. And he also uses the hardworking farmer. It says, you therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life. That he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. Say soldier. And also if anyone competes in athletics, he is crowned. He is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. Then they have the hardworking farmer. Must be, must be first to partake of the crops. Consider what I say. And may the Lord give you understanding in all things. It's powerful descriptions of what we are to be like, a soldier in the army of the Lord. We are to be able to be in the battle and win the battle every time because God, Jesus already won the war. We're going to have battles in this world, but we have power to overcome. So this is where I want to focus on for today, the sower and the soil. And may God prepare us to sow good seed. Sow good seed. What type of seed do we have? 
possibly good seed and possibly some bad seeds. But we can determine what we will plant for this new year coming up, starting today. Seeds of faith, love, hope, positivity, or seeds of doubt, fear, and negativity. You know, I notice on the news, whenever they have news, they're always angry. The broadcasters, they're always talking about everything negative, negative, negative. So finally, you got to turn the thing off, man, because everything's negative. And they, they, they eat off the negative news, and everything's just, you know, it's like the world is all messed up. But we are not, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. We are part of the kingdom of God. Come on. Yeah, we're United, United States citizens. But more than that, we are citizens of heaven. Somebody needs to clap for that. So what types of seeds are we sowing? Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. It's the law of sowing and reaping. We can expect a harvest in God's timing. In due time, you shall reap a harvest if you do not lose heart. And the thing is this. we got to continue to sow good seeds. Continue to sow love. Continue to sow hope. Continue to sow good words. And that's the first thing I want to mention. There's different types of seeds. The seeds of words. We'll start with that one. The seeds of words. There is power in our words. Even as I speak right now, there's power in the word of God through, my, through me as a vessel. Even if, even if I wouldn't speak that good, which sometimes I don't speak that good, but the word of God speaks for itself. <laughs> seeds of words. There's power in our words. Psalm 37, 30 says, The mouth of the righteous speaks wisdom, and his tongue talks of justice. Proverbs 18, 21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. There was a saying when I was young, and I think, I don't know if it's still a saying now to this day, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words can never hurt me. That's a big fat lie. Because you can heal the wounds of your physically, physical body, but emotional hurts can last a lifetime. There's people that are in prison to this day because they let their emotions get the best of them. There's people that are dead today because they let their emotions get the best of them. There's people that are mentally ill because they let something in in their life, whether it's drugs or whatever it may be, or they've been abused or physically abused, mentally abused, different types of verbal abuse, and they're all broken down. But God has called us to give words of life. Words are like seeds when sown into. Receptive soil have the ability to either build up or tear down. I don't know about you, but whenever somebody says something negative to me, which hasn't happened recently, thank God, but in the past there has been people like that. And it, it's a big, you know, especially when you're just learning how to be secure in your own skin. You're just learning how to have, to be, you know, your, be, be who God made you to be. And then somebody comes along and gives you a word, not a word from God, but a word from the enemy. And he says, they say something negative to you. They call you a name or they begin to accuse you. The accuser of the brethren, that's who the enemy is. Now I want you to know the devil uses people just like God uses people. The devil uses people too. And the seeds of doubt and fear, we want to pull that down. People that will put you down saying, no, I'm not listening to your words. I don't believe in that. I'm a child of the most high God. 
I'm a child of the king. Yes, I have some faults. Yes, I have some flaws. I got flaws. There's a rapper, that's his title. I got flaws. And he sure did have flaws, didn't he? Thank God he came back to the Lord. Amen. <laughs> so there's bad seeds that, that can be sown, like gossip, cheese Some of you like all types of cheeses. You like Swiss cheese. You like cheddar, cheddar cheese, provolone. Blue cheese, the stinkiest one. You love to feed off gossip. Then you say, don't tell anybody, but... This is like your third person you told already. Jeez, man. Bad reports, giving bad reports, talking negative about your brother or sister, talking negative about your boss, talking negative about your co-worker, talking negative about your pastor. Woo! Talking negative about people. I mean, just... Shut it. I'd say zipit.com. Just better just be quiet. He, God gave you two ears to listen more than you speak. Give you one mouth. But some of you speaking up the side of your neck. People want to put guilt trips on you. Make you feel guilty for something you've been forgiven for. You're not the same person you were yesterday or last year or the year before. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. Greater is he that's within us than he that's in the world. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Pull down those strongholds. People try to put doubt in you, fear in you, talk lies about you. Mm. Getting mad on behalf of you right now. A lot of that cheese goes around the internet, doesn't it? Let me just give advice once again. If you like somebody and they like you back, don't post it. It may not last. <laughs> Wait until they get a ring on it, on her. Amen? Then, yeah, go ahead and announce your engagement. But I've seen it happen where people get too excited too fast. And then the cheese starts going all over the place. I don't see no pictures of them anymore. Now I see him with a different girl, and she's with a different guy. Now you're looking like, you know, you're lustful, worldly. But you go to church every Sunday, but now you're scandalous. Not you, somebody else watching right now. Shoe fits wear it. But then there's some good seeds, good seeds of faith, speaking faith over fear. Seeing the hope in a situation that looks dark and dim. Look for the ray of hope in a situation that looks bad. And that things can change. Good seeds saying things can change. Things can get better. God is still able. This too shall pass. I remember my sister Georgina when I was going through a big trial. And I called her and I said, hey, Georgina, I just need you to pray for me. I said, I'm going through a big trial right now. And she says, I'll pray for you, but I want you to know this too shall pass. And it did. It took a little while, but it did. And I came out stronger on the other side. God wants to strengthen you through the trial. 
strengthen you through the adversity. He wants you to win the battle. Because God is for you. He's not against you. So think about your vocabulary. Are you negative? Do you always have a dark twist to everything? When someone tells a joke, you can't even laugh at it because you're so angry. You don't want to be that angry, angry bird. You don't want to be that person that's always stuck on negative. You want to be a positive person with positive seeds to sow. Can somebody say amen? Secondly, the most important eternal seed you can sow is the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ. So secondly, seeds of work slash labor. Seeds of your words and also seeds of work and labor. What we put our energy and effort to or what we don't, or, or what we don't, we can expect a harvest if you don't sow. We can't expect a harvest if you don't sow, bottom line. If you sow good seed, if you also keep on plowing your land, whatever God's put you to do, your lane, God's gonna, you're going to reap a harvest. This is a year you're going to reap a harvest. Can somebody say, yeah? <laughs> Let me give you a few scriptures on labor. Colossians chapter 3, verse 23 and 24 says, And whatever you do, do it heartily, as to the Lord and not to men knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of, an, of the inheritance. For, for you serve the Lord Jesus Christ. We're not serving man, we're serving God. Yes, we serve man and unto the Lord, right? The ones that we serve under. But ultimately, we're serving God. And he's looking at us. He said, if you put your hands to the plow, don't look back. Because you won't be fit for the kingdom. Sometimes we start looking back. We start looking back. And God says, I have a path for you still. There's still some places for you. I want you to, to keep plowing so they can sow good seed wherever you plow. And you're going to reap a harvest. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 28. It says, let him who stole still no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him who has need. It is, isn't it better to give than receive? That's what Jesus said, right? It's better to give than receive. And during Christmas, I, got, I gave a lot more presents than I received. When you're a kid, you get all these presents, and you don't give nothing. I'm still, still waiting for the gifts for my kids. Three of them are adults. They have some money. Come on now. My wife took care of me. She took care of me. She, she made up the difference. And I got her a good gift, too. And she loves me more for it. Psalm 128, verse 2 says, When you eat the labor of your hands, you shall be happy, and it shall be well with you. The Bible says if you, if you don't work, you're worse than an infidel. You can't be living off the government forever. To get you through a patch, maybe. But God has given you gifts. He's given you talents. He's given you a mind that works. He's given you hands to work with. Unless you have something wrong with your hands or your, your feet to walk with. God is giving you something to labor. And when you labor hard and you do it unto the Lord, you're going to reap a big harvest. I know people that, are, that have more money that have a lesser paid job, but they're blessed by God. 
Other people are in debt that make a lot more money, big debt. And there's others that are steady, steady and plowing their land, plowing where they have. And they have money and the money's in the bank. Not in debt. Not in bondage. God wants, to, wants people to get debt free this year. I want to prophesy that to you. You're going to have a year where you're going to get debt free, many of you. If you labor unto the Lord, if you do what God's called you to do, God will take care of you. He says if you keep on sowing, 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 you're going to reap, reap, reap. In due time, you'll reap a harvest. What will you put your efforts, for, efforts toward this year? In Matthew 5, 16, it says, In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. God wants you to shine bright, doing, the, doing his will, his work. The Bible says in Romans 12, 1, it says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. I want God's perfect will. How about you? We've got to renew. We've got to renew this, this mind. And you only renew it through the word of God and through prayer. That's how you renew your mind. Then you won't be negative more. You'll be positive. You're speaking faith. You start speaking good words over people. Start prophesying good words over people. Start prophesying over your children. My children shall be saved. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So we talked about be strong, right? We have power. Sowing good seeds, seeds of words, also seeds of work. But the third one I want to mention, seeds of blessings. God wants us to sow seeds of blessings. Being a blessing to someone this year, or many people if you could, see a need, meet a need. That's an old phrase right there. You see the need, you meet the need. Don't complain about the need. Do something about the need. Why don't they have this? And why don't they have that? Maybe God wants you to do it. I got, I got a few little claps out there. Some of you are like, that's me. I'm that person. What are some ways you can care for people and bless people? There's many examples. I, I like to spontaneously sometimes call people. They go, what? Asking, what do you, do you need something? No. Just calling to see how you're doing. Spontaneous calls. Spontaneous texts. When God puts somebody on my heart, I try to reach out. I can't, do, I can't reach out to everybody. But I do my best. To reach out to people and sow blessing into their life. Sow a good word into their life. It's so good when you do that. And you're not doing it to receive anything in return. You're not doing it to get a pat on the back. Or, oh, you're doing a good deed. No, you're doing it because you care. You care. I did a care call yesterday to one of our ministers that had surgery. And he had to go back because he had an infection. And he couldn't even answer the phone. His wife answered. So I, I talked to her over the phone, prayed with her and to, to let him know that we're keeping him in prayer. And, you know, we can get so busy in not being a blessing no more. We got to take time with people. Take a moment. Take a chill pill. Say, let's chill out together. Let's break bread with one another. Some good bread, though. Good food. All right, financial seeds could be another way of blessing. Luke chapter 6, verse 38. 
Give, and it will be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. Now, this context has to do with forgiveness, but it also it relates to finances as well. Because the Bible also says, sow and you shall reap. You sow sparingly, you're going to reap sparingly. You sow bountifully, you will reap bountifully. And God wants you to reap big this year in your business, businessmen, businesswomen. He wants you to reap big with your family and get blessed so you'll be an overflow blessing to the rest of your family. I see a couple people in the front row. They're super blessed. I'm not going to call their names out, but actually more than a couple because they're, they're faithful to the Lord. Faithful to God. And God keeps pouring out more blessings. See, God, God wants to bless people that will be a blessing. If you're stingy, you're tight. You know, my dad said I was a tightwad. I mean, why do you call me a tightwad, Dad? That's not nice. Because you don't give. Yes, I, I, I do give. But I save money, too. Anyway, I'll move on. <laughs> Also, to give in secret, Matthew 6, 3, it says, But when you do a charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, that your charitable deed may be in secret, and your father who sees in secret will himself reward you openly. Powerful. Now, I know sometimes we do public giving because we do pledges at times, and that's good. What you're doing is you're building the faith of your brothers and sisters in the room. That's how we do highlight people that give, give big do donations. And it's, it's, it's worthy of that. But now if you're doing it for that reason, to get recognized, that's where the heart check, you got to check your heart. Am I doing it for people to, to just adore me or so I can get something in return? Or do I have a hidden agenda? Man, I got super quiet. All right. So common characteristics of sowing good seed is being consistent, sometimes sacrificial, hard work, real commitment, diligence, and being watchful. It's the little foxes that spoil the vine. You got to watch over the seeds that you sow and keep watering those seeds with prayer. And then you're going to reap a harvest like you haven't reaped in the past. God wants to take you from faith to faith, from glory to glory. God doesn't work in regression. He works in progression. Sometimes you go through a valley, you go through a valley situation, you feel like God's not with you. He's still there. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not fear. He's there. He's with you. Keep walking. Keep standing. Keep arming, arm, get that armor on. Keep, keep fighting the good fight of faith. This is my last scripture, and then we're going to close and this has to do with your soil, the soil of your heart, okay? Preparing for a harvest, you got to have a good soil. So Jesus spoke a parable about the sower, and this is, he explained it this way, in th verse, Matthew 13, verse 18 to 23. It says, listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom of God and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has, so, what has been sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. 
backsliders never got established in their faith. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But I like this last verse. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. I want to be that guy. I want to have a heart that's open to God. I want to have that heart that's open to the word. I want to have a heart where it falls on good ground. How about you? God, I'm sowing seed into you right now. Seeds of faith, seeds of wisdom, seeds of God's word. I'm throwing it into you so you can have a better year coming up. You don't have to be a backslider anymore. Habitual backsliding is no more. You're gonna, that's broken off you. I've seen so many people come to the altar, but then I see a, a lot of people that fall away too. It's sad to see that because they, they leave the altar, they get touched, but then the seed hasn't taken root in their heart, in their life. They didn't get plugged into the church. They didn't get plugged into a group. They didn't get plugged in, so it falls away, and, and it, it, they begin to get deceived again, all over again. But you're never going to be satisfied outside of God's will. You can come to the piano. You're never going to be satisfied out of God's will. My dad says it this way. It's more miserable to run from God than it is for the, if you never met, met the Lord. In other words, you know you're called. You know God has a plan for you. But you're not living according to the word. You, you, you begin to drift. It's a slow drift. I like to say it this way. In backsliding, it's not an overnight thing. It's subtle. Not sudden. Backsliding begins here in the heart. And then your mind gets deceived. Before you know it, you're leaving the Lord now. You're outside the door. Today's a day, if you're that backslider, I'm not here to condemn you. I'm here to invite you to return. Return back to the Lord. He's, he's calling on you. What, what it's not, it shouldn't be a better day to get it right with God. Entering into a new year tonight. Let's all stand. So this prayer is for sowers and soil. And those of you that sow good, you're going to reap a big harvest. So those of you that have been sowing negative, it's time to switch over to the positive side. It's time to start sowing seeds of faith, seeds of love, seeds of joy, seeds of prophecies that are good for people. Seeds that you look at somebody and say, God has something great for you. I believe in you. I believe God has something better for you this new year. And if you're that person that's going through the trials like I talked about, this too shall pass for you too. Those of you that are married, that trouble in your marriage, God wants to heal it today. He wants you to be, begin the new year fresh, back in love with your spouse, where you guys, you look at each other, and you go, wow, you're beautiful. And then they say back to you, you're beautiful too. He wants to bring families back together. He wants to restore families. I'm so grateful that I was raised in a Christian home. At first, I didn't really care for it, to be honest. 
Because everyone would say, you know what? Testify. I used to do this. I used to do that. But then, you know, this, sin is fun for a season. And I, I just catch that part. Oh, it's fun for a season. So I'm going to have a little season. But I was deceiving myself because the season got bad. It almost got to worse. And then finally, I was surrendered to the Lord. I stopped running. And listen, time was running out for me. That following month, my friends got into a fight. They were football guys, strong guys. I was pretty strong back then, too. And so normally I would hang out with them, like three of my buddies. They got into a, a thing, argument with a, a group from Baldwin Park. And my friends were from West Covina. They weren't gang members, but these guys, I think, were. So they, they got into an argument in and out. They broke it up at in and out on Grand and then ended up driving and then they ended up uh, side to side at a red light. So they looked at each other. They, they all got out. They got their, their guys got out of their car. My guys got out of my, the car, their car. And then my friends were hit with their fists. But these guys had knives. One of my friends almost punctured his heart. Just a little bit deeper, it would have punctured his heart. He would have died instantly. The other friend, another friend of mine got stabbed, stabbed in the back. He lost four pints of blood. And instead of me being with him, and I, and I think, I really believe, if I didn't surrender when I did, I probably would have been killed. Because I knew time was ticking. When I knew the truth, but I didn't surrender. My friends didn't really know the truth. But guess what I did? I went to that hospital room, and I prayed for them. Instead of being with them in, in that hospital, I was able to pray for them. I'm going to here to let you know, young people, time is of the essence. If you're running from God, today is the day of salvation because your time, time runs out. There's two types of times that are running out. Time of your life, you could die any day. Tomorrow's not promised. And Jesus is coming back. The rapture could take place at any time. Wouldn't that be a scary day for the ones that didn't repent? Today you can make sure. Amen. There was a time when I woke up and nobody was at, in the house. And I look, I go, oh, oh. And that, that song came to me. And you've been left behind. It was an old movie, left behind movie. And then finally, I, I found out they're not, they didn't leave us yet. Today's the day, all right? We're going to make an altar call. Whatever I talked about that ministered to you, I want to pray with you. We're going to end this year stronger than we started it, okay? Let's all come up as we're seeing a chorus. Thank you for joining our podcast. We pray these messages build, encourage, and strengthen you in your faith. If you would like to partner with us, the Mother Church is a great place to sow a seed. So head on over to our website at viochino.org and click the giving link located at the top of the page. Also, we would love to hear from you. So leave us a praise report, prayer request, or if you've given your life to the Lord, let us know by filling out the salvation card. We would love to connect with you and help you get started on your journey of serving God here at Victory Outreach Chino.